Appreciate you. Amen and amen. <clears throat> it's good to see Brother Horton supporting his team. Amen. He's the basketball coach of MCA here and appreciate uh, him with his uh, Warriors jersey on. Praise God. It's good to see Brother Ralph back here. Woo! Man, it's good to see you. Thanks for being here today. Appreciate you. Amen and amen. Now, as I look out in the foyer, I'm starting to get a little hungry. I see uh, chips and a cooler. I see hot dog buns. And I see, I think, some hot dogs cooking. All right? So, junior campers uh, decided to put a little fundraiser together. And, and obviously, uh, are uh, not teenagers, but underneath of them, the, uh, uh, the third through sixth graders want to go to camp this year. And uh, they're out there. They're going to have hot dogs, chips, and a drink. And uh, I don't know if they have anything else, but I believe I heard everything's a dollar. And so I'm looking forward to checking that out after church because I'm getting hungry. Anybody else hungry? Should I preach long or short? Short? That's the consensus, huh? All right. I got you. So you want me to get right to the point? That's what you're saying. Get right to the point so we can get a hot dog. All right. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Amen and amen. Again, thank you for being here. Uh, Brother Williams read out of Acts chapter 13 this morning, and that's where we'll begin. And, um, and we'll ask the Holy Spirit to determine how long the message goes. How about that? All right. We'll ask him to determine. The Holy Spirit of God, if, it, if it's not him, if it's not his, in his power, what are we doing? Right? What are we doing? Let's ask him. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we want your will and we want you to be glorified. The Holy Spirit of God right now. Lord, you are with us and meeting right here, your presence right here in this room, Lord. I ask that you would preach your word as you see fit. Lord, that you'd just get me out of the way and you would shine and you would preach and you would do your perfect will. And may we be ready to respond as you speak to us. And we ask for you to be glorified, souls to be saved, and believers to be challenged this morning. Help us now, in Jesus' name, amen. In Acts chapter 13, what's going on here? What do we have happening here? See, we have two men, Paul and Barnabas, and they have begun their first missionary journey. If you notice in uh, verse 2, it says in chapter, Acts chapter 13, verse 2, it says, And they ministered to the Lord and fasted, and, and as they, excuse me, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. What's going on there? That's, that's the men of the church putting their hands on them and praying, saying, God, would you fill them with your spirit? And as these two men go to witness for Christ and to preach the gospel, that they would have great power from on high and not in their flesh, but all from you. And that's what they're praying here. And that's what's happening. And it says they sent them away. And they, so they, verse 4, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And then we get into our text where we began this morning. And we see here that Barnabas and, and, and Paul here, and now Saul is Paul. We understand that. Okay, the scripture told us that Brother Williams read that Paul, who was once Saul, began to become called Paul. He, he needed to 
leave that reputation of Saul behind him. And, and he said, I'm a new creature. I'm a new man in Christ. And you call me Paul. And uh, here he began in uh, verse 9, it says he was called Paul. And uh, you notice here that as they're preaching the gospel, they meet somebody who's doing some work for the devil. Do you notice that? Some sorcery. It's the same as witchcraft. Work of the devil. We've got to be cautious with that. I know the world's all about that stuff, but that is of the devil. Let's remember that. Let's remember that. Let's be careful with those things. Okay, the devil, the Bible calls him a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Wouldn't it be something? He could get one of your children in a means of something that seems so innocent today, like witchcraft and sorcery. Be careful. Moms and dads, just watch and be careful of that thing. Be cautious. And here they meet a man who is a sorcerer. Verse 8 says his name is Elimus. And I had a hard time with that pronunciation. I had to figure that out. I actually opened my my phone and my Bible reading and I listened to how the guy in English accent uh, read it this morning. I'm glad the other guy with an English accent uh, read it correctly today as well. And so appreciate you, Brother Williams, teaching me how to say that name in verse 8. Amen. But they meet this guy, and, and, and uh, look, notice here in verse 9, it says, Then Saul, who is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him. So he's, he's empowered by God, and what he's about to speak is from the Lord. And notice what he says. And said, O fool of subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil. Wow. That's a... Very direct and powerful statement right there. It's difficult to hear that. You child of the devil. You imagine if somebody pointed a finger at you and said, you, you, you child of Satan, you devil, you devil child. That's difficult, isn't it? Listen, I'm going to preach to you a very simple message this morning, but it's uncommon to hear it. I'm asking you to not just tune me off because you hear something maybe you've not heard before or because it sounds a little bit different, but I am going to preach to you the truth today. I'm going to preach to you the Word of God and what God has to say. And this morning, I ask you, what team are you on? That's my question. Well, Pastor John, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not practicing sorcery. I'm not going after this thing of witchcraft. I don't do any of that stuff. I don't got my Ouija board out and all this nonsense of years past. Be cautious. And please understand that the Bible gives us two options. There's a child of God and there's a child of the devil. There's a child of God and there's a child of the devil. See, if you've heard me preach more than one time, you'll know that I quote this verse often. Some of you already know where I'm going. I'm sure the men on the platform already know what I'm about to quote. John chapter 1, verse 12. The Bible says, As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. You know what my Bible's saying right there? It's, it's, it's possible. For you to be a child of God. It is possible for that to happen. 
Can I tell you this morning, because of what we see out of Acts chapter 13, it is possible to be a child of the devil. In fact, it's not just possible, it's likely that there are people that God might label a child of the devil this morning in this place. I don't mean to scare you, but I do mean to preach the truth to you. Children of God, and then there's children of the devil. And God says it's one or the other. Notice with me, if you would, go over to 1 John chapter 3, please. 1 John chapter 3. Now, this is the letters of John. If you were to flip forward in your Bible, and if you hit Revelation, you've gone too far, back up just a couple books, just a few books there, you'll see the letters of John. There's 1 John, there's 2 John, there's 3 John, there's Jude, and then there's Revelation. I'm asking you to go to the first letter of John here in chapter 3. In chapter 3. As you turn there, please listen carefully as I I try to uh, explain what I mean by this, children of God and children of the devil. You understand that the Bible is teaching something here that it is possible for you to become a child of God. It is possible, but it is a choice. It is a choice. I've already quoted it this morning. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm talking about being saved from hell. I'm talking about being saved from your sin and the penalty of sin. Amen? And those that realize that, hey, I'm a sinner because the Bible says the wages of sin is, or, or, or for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I'm a sinner and the wages of sin is death. I know what I deserve. And there was a time when I realized what the Bible says and who I was as a sinner. And I realized that I needed a Savior. I needed the Lord Jesus Christ who already died on the cross, shed His blood so I could be redeemed. So I could trust in Him and that I could be saved. Notice here in 1 John chapter 3. Look what it says here in verse 10. 1 John chapter 3 verse 10. The Bible says, In this the children of God are manifest and... The children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. See that? There's two choices here. Children of God and children of the devil. If becoming a child of God is a choice, and you need to choose it, the Bible says, again, John chapter 1, if as many as received him, that's a choice. You choose to receive Gave he power to become the sons of God. If it's a choice, you know what that means? Brother Williams, you know what that means? It means I wasn't born that way. It means I wasn't born that way. I hope you're following me this morning what the Bible's teaching us here. I wasn't born that way. Why? Because I'm a child of my bloodline that my parents gave me. Because I was a man born of sin. Child that was born in this world. That's why Jesus, you know that famous verse that many of us know and we could quote, John 3.16. For God so loved the world, right? That He gave His only begotten Son. 
Right? That verse is in the middle of a conversation between Jesus and who? Nicodemus. And Nicodemus was a teacher of the Jews. He was a leader. He had been born into a society of, of ritualistic and, 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 and being told how this is how you ought to do it in spiritual things. And he had learned a lot. But Jesus looked at him and said, Ye must be born again. Read John chapter 3 and look at that conversation. He says, Ye must be born again. He says, Nicodemus, it doesn't matter that you're a Jew. It doesn't matter that you're a teacher of the Jew. It doesn't matter that other people look at you. He said, you were born into sin and you must be born again. You must be born again. And that's what he says. Why? Because we're born as children of the devil. We're born into sin. Look at 1 John 3 again. Notice verse 8. Look at this now. Look at, the Bible is clear. Look at verse 8. 1 John 3, 8. The Bible says, He that committeth sin is of the devil. Amen? So the Bible's saying, man, pastor, this, this message is a little spooky. Man, this is a little scary. This is a little out there. It is not my desire to make you fearful this morning, but it is my desire to preach the truth. When I go to the doctor's office, many of you know I'm a diabetic. I go to the doctor's office. I don't want him to fluff things over. Actually, it's a lady now that I'm seeing. I don't want her to fluff things over and all this nonsense. And, and, and you know, I could be the worst diabetic in the world. And she says, oh, you're doing fine. And I die tomorrow. I don't want that. I want to hear the truth so that I can fix what needs fixed. Amen? That's what I want to know. Say, so just tell me how it is, doc. I just got my labs done recently. Just lay it out there. Tell me where, where I'm messing up. She says, you're eating too many cheeseburgers. I said, well, then you go to Belize. I had to throw that in there. I'm sorry. If you don't know what I'm talking about, we just got back from a mission trip in Belize where we ate uh, rice and beans every single day. Praise God. And the first thing I did, I get home, and I had, I had about 14 burgers in the, that weekend. I got home, and then I had King's Pizza on, si- on the side. It was awesome. Praise God. They ain't alive. I'm American, red-blooded American through and through. Amen. I had fries on it too. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Back to the message. Back to the message. Here we go. Listen here. You don't have to be a sorcerer. You don't have to be witchcraft. You don't have to, to, to dress in, 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 in a certain way and paint your nails a certain way and look a certain way and dye your hair a certain way. You don't have to go to rituals and all this such and all of that stuff, there has a lot of demonic uh, uh, influence and all those things. But you don't have to do that to be a child of, of the devil. You know what you got to do is do nothing. To be a child of the devil, you got to do nothing. Because I was born into sin and so were you. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23. Romans 3.23. Now, what are we talking about here? We're talking about the difference, child of devil, child of, child of God. When you get saved, when you receive Christ as your Savior, 
you pass from death unto life. Talking about eternal death in a place called hell unto eternal life in a place called heaven. Bible says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Woo! Praise God that I got saved as a boy because somebody shared the scripture and said, Johnny, you need to get saved. I had a man ask me the question, are you sure you're going to heaven? Are you a child of God? I said, no, but I want to know. Tell me, teach me. I want to know. I'm not sure. And somebody show me that. Today I ask you, what team are you on? Don't be fearful now. I'm not trying to get you out of your salvation. Please understand that once you're saved, you're always saved. Praise God for that. Once you're saved, you're always saved. Bible says when I receive Christ that he gives me his spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. He's also called the spirit of Christ because the three are in one, are one. And, and Jesus Christ, when we receive him, he's on the right hand of the father and he gives us his spirit to dwell with us. Bible says, if you don't have the spirit, you're none of his. And the spirit of God has sealed me. This is Bible doctrine here. Let me tell you, let me teach you this moment. The Bible says the Holy Spirit of God has sealed me unto the day of redemption. That's Ephesians. That's Ephesians. I believe it's chapter 4 if I'm not mistaken. It's talking about the Holy Spirit. He says, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. And what that means is when I become a child of God, I don't have to worry about ever going over to the other side. I don't have to ever worry about becoming a child of the devil again. I can't lose my salvation because it's not me who bought and paid for it. I'm not saved because I'm a good person. I'm not saved because I preach the gospel. I'm not saved because I've tried to live a certain way this week or, or tried to do it just right or because my grandma took us to church and, 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 and I got sprinkled as a baby. I'm not saved because of that. You understand what I'm saying? It's not works that saves us. It's faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and His work, which He did for us. And because I got saved, God gave me His Spirit and sealed me, saying, I'll never forsake you. I'll never leave you. John chapter 10, God says, I'm in His hand and no man can take me out. No man can pluck me out. Praise God for that. Praise God for that. I don't have to live in fear today because I'm a child of God because I've been saved. But I wonder this morning, if you don't know that for sure, get that settled. Bible says today is the day of salvation. You can get saved right now, today. You can go from being a child of the devil unto a child of God. I know this is not politically correct. And I know people aren't hearing this. And I, it doesn't matter. It's the truth of the word of God. Ye must be born again. Ye must be. And here it is. If you're saved, you're a child of God this morning. You know what happens? This is convicting to me. Sometimes we can be offsides. Sometimes we can line up on the wrong line of the scrimmage. You understand? The wrong, line, wrong side of the scrimmage line. Yeah, we got the right jersey on. Yeah, we're saved, but we sure playing for the other team. You with me now? You ever see somebody, you video somebody getting confused? 
Yeah. Playing basketball, right? The, bu- the, the clock's counting down. The buzzer's about to go, about to go. <gasps> and they just throw the ball at the wrong hoop. Wow! It goes in. How that happened, I don't know. But, you know, every, every once in a great while, right? Yeah. Brother Kidwell, you ever seen a young person playing for the wrong team? They're saved, but they look like the world and they act like the world, don't they? Man. Moms and dads do it too. All of us do it from top to the bottom. Because we're sinners. Yeah. Let's get right with God. I ask you this morning, what team are you on? And secondly, what team are you playing for? Doesn't matter what jersey you got on, what team are you playing for? Well, it does matter what jersey you're on, excuse me. God corrected that real quick, didn't he? (laughs) What jersey you got on? You better have God's jersey on and be a child of God, amen? That's the only way. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I think it's cool some of you are wearing jerseys to say, I'm Team Jesus. That's awesome. Why? Because that's what, that's what jersey we ought to have on. Amen? Amen? child of God. Let's bow together. Lord, help us now, please. Very simplistic message. Very simplistic. Lord, what team are we on? I pray, God, please, that you'd help me now convict my heart about what side of the scrimmage line I line up on. God, what side? Sometimes I, I, I Lord, I, I act in my flesh. Sometimes I, I, I'm playing for the wrong side, wrong team because of something, because my flesh feels this or wants this or does this, Lord. And, and too often I'm, I'm playing for the other side. Lord, help me convict my, my heart this morning that I be doing what is righteous and holy, Lord, for you this morning. But God, I think about in this sanctuary this morning, this uh, upper uh, in the balcony and in the lower floor. I wonder, Lord, there's some folks that that aren't a child of God. And Lord, the Bible's clear that we're either going to be a child of God or a child of the devil. And Lord, I pray that you convict hearts right now. Lord, maybe somebody in here has never been saved. They were born a sinner because the Bible says, "For all have sinned." And yet they've never had a time where they said, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner and I know the wages of of sin is death. I deserve hell. But Lord, I want to choose salvation. I accept what you did on the cross for my sin and, and you're shedding a blood to pay the penalty, pay the price for my sin so that, Lord, when you rose again the third day and had victory over death, Lord, you can do the same for me. Lord, I remember when I prayed and asked, asked you to save me because you were alive and, and a real, true God on the right hand of the Father. And, and, and Lord, I remember when I cried and asked you to save my soul. And Lord, I became a child of God according to John chapter 1. I pray, Lord, I wonder if there's somebody in here this morning that needs to do that. Lord, I pray that there's somebody here this morning that needs to do that. You'd give them courage. You'd give them courage to do what they need to do this morning. To get up out of their seat and come forward. And one of the pastoral staff, one of the ladies here with a Bible will take the, the Word of God and show them how exactly to get saved and become a child of God. And Lord, as we start this invitation, as we go into this invitation, as I invite them to come, Lord, give them courage, give them strength to do what is necessary this morning. And we ask your blessing now on this invitation. 
Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I want a church with you.